Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Real Saz. In this episode, I am going to be talking about loss and grief. Loss and grief is such a natural part of life, yet it is still so tough and hard to come to terms with. And in general, it can be just such a difficult topic. There are so many ways that loss and grief comes into our lives. And we all encounter it more than once in our lifetime. It may be a family member, close friend or animal who's passed away or separation of a human or animal close to you, whether they move away or you can't see each other anymore because of circumstances. Very recently I've had my fair share of loss and grief and of course still being young I will obviously have more to go through. Yet knowing this, I will start working on my negative feelings and associations towards death and all that comes with it and to become peaceful with it. So my experience with loss and death mainly have been with animals um, that I've had a deep connection with and obviously um, one of my recent ones have been with a very close family member. But the first one that I experienced was with Horace. So Horace was a horse at Main Chance, um, which is where I did my equine therapy and learnt about the trust technique. And I remember the first time seeing him and being with him. It was one of the first sessions I had with Shelley and she was teaching me about the present moment and how to be in it and the just the general meaning of being in the present moment. And yeah, I remember we were in his the little paddock that he was in at the time. And he was with his uh field friend Brennan. Shells and I were sat on this tree that had been placed as if it had fallen down, maybe it had. Uh, but I was getting to grips with being in the present moment and understanding it it all. And all of a sudden, Horace comes over and stands with us for a few minutes really closely. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, that was a big thing for him because of the past, everything he's uh, went through. He was very untrusting and nervous of new people. And of course, it was a big thing for me. And so from that moment, I knew he was special. And of course, I always wanted to do all my sessions with him. But despite what he had gone through, and especially being castrated very late, he, of course, had the protect that protective feeling um, still from being a stallion for so long. And the fe- he gave me such a feeling of strength and determination, yet so much kindness and love and sort of like a father figure feeling. Uh, We helped each other through so much uh, mentally and physically. He was such a sensitive soul that even the way he wanted to be approached, which obviously was in his time, if something was too quick, for him, he'd move away. This helped me, everything he taught me helped me to have a better understanding 
with approach and regarding animals and due to his past he was nervous of new people and he really taught me how to be slow and really in the now to always regard him and go at his pace all that he was teaching me about him and his boundaries he taught me a lot about my life and putting that into practice in day-to-day situations of course I'm not perfect and still um, getting better with these things as I get older but so for example he taught me like how to approach a situation that's right for me or someone else to not um, cross my boundaries or someone else's boundaries to take a moment before reacting to anything whether that's in person or in line and if I'm in a situation if need be get myself away from situations I'll be able to assess situations appropriately before entering or leaving So after the year and a half with him, um, I suddenly had to stop going to main chance and I grieved for him for about two years. The way it ended was very abrupt and I wasn't told to the end of my session that time that I couldn't come to main chance anymore. And of course that really hit me and it felt like I was ripped away from something so important and life-changing for me. I remember when Shelley told me at the end of the session and my taxi came to pick me up and drop me home. It was such a fight to get in the taxi. I was just fighting it and I was so upset and I was just... Yeah, it was just a very hard moment and obviously I remember it to this day very clearly. Um, It was just an emotional day. But... um, Yeah, so... It was very abrupt and, yeah, it just hit me hard. Um, And, of course, I started grieving for him. Grieving for an animal is if they were no longer with us. And that was, I feel, was the most painful... So it took me about three years to process and come come to terms with not being able to see him and everything and just to come to peace with it. Um, <clears throat> but thankfully I was lucky to be able to see him for my 18th birthday because the new rules that had come in at main chance was that um, I wasn't, well, anyone wasn't allowed there till they were 18. So I remember for my 18th birthday, I was going to see him with mum. And as soon as I saw him and was alone with him, I absolutely just broke down into tears. And I told him, ooh, that happened in the time we were apart. Um, which was a lot. And during the two years of not seeing him, I did have two big traumas happen. Uh, Both of them, I didn't want to tell anyone except him, and that obviously broke me. It's odd, though, because the two traumas were about rape. 
And do you think a male would be the last person I'd want to tell? But no, Horace was the only sentient being and I want being I wanted to tell. Uh anyways, I when I saw him for my eighteenth, I told him about the rapes and obviously everything else happened, but he definitely understood my feelings and the feelings that I got back from him was the feeling I'd been longing for since it happened, which was security, strength and protectiveness. Of course, my family and friends gave me all this and I was so thankful for them, even if it was really hard for them to process and sort of just wrap their heads around. Um, But having that feeling from Horace was just what I needed. So fast forward to last year, summer 2020, I arranged to see him um, because I was moving to Wales for a while, so I wanted to just close that chapter, say say a proper final goodbye because I had the... I was in control and was able to. And also just to make peace that our paths were going separate ways for good. So... I went to see him and said my goodbyes and then obviously moved to Wales. Uh, However, 25th of May this year, 2021, I got a message from Jenny Seagrove, who is the founding trustee of Main Chance. And Horace was her favourite as well, but I got a message from her letting me know that it was Horace's... Yeah, it was just Horace's time to leave this earth. And it just, it hit me hard. It it didn't hit me as hard as I thought it would because I feel like because of all that grieving I did for him for that two, three years was the equivalent of what I would be doing now still. So I feel like I sort of went through that without, like subconsciously in a way. Um as if I was sort of preparing for it. But, of course, it was really hard. And I always said to my mum that I wouldn't know what to do with myself when that day came for Horace. And I didn't know what to do. Um, I had just woken up from a nap and I had seen that Jenny had messaged me. I didn't think anything about it, um... And then as soon as I opened the message and saw Horace's name, I just broke down. And I had the same or very similar reaction to that message about Horace as I did Mum's. But I just want to say thank you to Jenny, if you are listening. Um, Just thank you for being there for him till the end and for giving him Reiki and helping him be peaceful as he passed. And just having that special moment together but yeah so Horace was my first experience of grief and loss of both kinds and I just want to quickly read a poem to you that I wrote back in god 2015 when I was in school about Horace um I actually entered this in a poetry competition uh yeah I love writing my poetry um and this 
poetry competition, or was it a writing competition? Um, it was judged by Michael Morpurgo himself, and I believe it came quite high up in the uh, results. And if I remember correctly, Michael said, like, personally said that it was a great poem and some other kind words. Um, but it's called My Horsey Poem, and I wrote this in, yeah, 2015. The wind sailed through his mane, the sand leaped into the air. My word, it was magical. A lovely stallion stood with pride. This magnificent creature in my view stood with courage, his beautiful eyes locked on mine, sniffed me and nudged my shoulder. Acceptance was there with an instant friendship. It was just me and the stunning black stallion in the middle of of a deserted beach. Never will I witness again. It was a blessing from God. So, yeah. So that was my first experience of grief and loss. So the second big loss for me was my pony, Ollie. I have spoken to him about him in one of my other episodes. Um, If new listeners want to check that out. Um, But I, just a quick summary about him. I had him for about four years. He was six months when I got him, so in January 2017 I got him. And I had to let him go and rehome him in March this year, 2021. And he was about four and a half years old. So he is with a new family and I believe he is happy and content. And that is just all I want for him. I, however, felt I had no option but to rehome him because of the circumstances. So obviously, I went to that that year. I went to say goodbye to Horace, say my goodbyes, get some closure, and then in August, I went to. I moved to where it was. Uh, <clears throat> I was living with my friend and her parents and on her farm with a lot of horses that she had. Um, and then a month later, so end of September 2020, he joined me in Wales where we had planned to live um, for at least a year. However, that um, didn't happen. Uh, so October comes round, and I got a call from my dad that the call that no one ever wants, um, and that my the call was that my mum had unexpectedly passed away. This, of course, broke me. Um, the loss of a family member. <clears throat> I feel especially on mum is so different and more painful as that is the woman that gave you life and she helped me in times of struggle and joy and I do feel her death hit me harder and was is and was harder for me because of my Asperger's as I relied on her for so much and the amount of support she gave me 
<clears throat> through school and just everything. Um, and of course, I'd call her about anything and everything at any time. I'd talk about the little things, the big, big things and everything in between. <clears throat> but yeah, she really understood all about my diagnosis, about my Asperger's and PTSD and other things so well and because of that she helped she just supported me so much um and because of me and my siblings and her ongoing and depth of knowledge about mental health and special needs um she had found the best job in her life helping families with schools um, where their children were struggling in school, um, <clears throat> with special needs especially, um, helping with EHCP plans. Um, she had other jobs on the side as well. But because of losing mum, I moved back home because it didn't feel right to be living there because she was so supportive of me going there. But it didn't feel right to stay there and her, you know, just not be there. So I decided to move back home. <clears throat> However, so I obviously wanted Ollie to move back home with me. However, the Blue Cross didn't allow this. Um, they say it's because he's moved too many times and this is just another move. But look, thinking about it, like, he would he moved from Wales to the Blue Cross then to a new home. Whereas if he stayed with me, it would have been another, just one move. Anyway, <coughs> um, but obviously I moved back home. I wasn't allowed to bring I was back here. I didn't want him to stay in Wales without me. So I felt like the only option there was was to rehome him um so yeah it was absolutely heartbreaking all those losses quite close together um and I still grieve but I am slowly finding peace with it all and as hard as loss and grief is in regards to death, it can be a positive thing. Um, where we celebrate the time we had with that individual and cherish the memories. Of course, it is always going to be hard at times and at first really raw and definitely hard to talk about them and just talk about it in general, but in time, but you'll be able to talk about them with such positivity and honour. I knew this was a hard topic for me to talk about, so I was scripting it out a bit, so I could like stay on track, but it's of course still very authentic. But as I was writing this part about mum, so I didn't forget, like very authentic things that came to mind in the moment um as I started writing about uh celebrating our loved ones who are gone 
and just keeping their memory alive. I was sat in the kitchen and I could all of a sudden just smell her perfume, which obviously was her unique scent, just really strongly right by me. And although it was causing me to become emotional and miss her, uh, feeling her presence, knowing that she was, I felt, right next to me, um, has given me strength and authenticity to write um, and talk about all this with a smile on my face and the best I can without, you know, having an emotional breakdown. But knowing that she was smiling as I was writing this, picturing her on the chair next to me in the kitchen, um, it just gave me confidence and the sort of oomph to power through and be able to um, make this episode. But I just want to say to you, Mum, on this episode and right now that I love you and I will always cherish everything we went through together. The highs, the lows, which unfortunately there were a lot of... um, And of course, I'm having more highs and lows now. And of course, you aren't here to really be with them. But I know you're looking down and everything. But at the time, the highs, there weren't many highs. But the feeling that the highs gave us both and the outcomes of the highs were definitely outweighing the lows. Um, and I feel I'm at the right point in life where I can read out the poem to you guys that I wrote for my mum at her funeral. Okay. You were here and now you're gone. My heart aches, the pain is unbearable, but I will soldier on like you know I can. Mum, you are amazing, full of love and joy, putting everyone before yourself and that no one can deny. Thank you for all you did for me. You helped me to get through so much. You you held me close and never gave up. You watched me blossom. You stood by my side. You saw a damaged, untrusting child who's now a strong, loving, independent woman. You made me proud, Mum. It's time I do the same for you. I will accomplish my dreams. I'll do them for you. You're not here anymore, but I'll always feel you by my side. Everything I do, I'll do for you. I'll be the person you know I can be. You're now pain-free. It's all you wanted to be. Mum, you'll never truly go away. You'll walk beside me each day. So that's my experience with loss and grief. And we all experience it differently and we all react to it differently. And however you react and experience to it, experience it is absolutely okay. So if anyone uh, wants to reach out, do. You can email me on info at authenticanimalconnection.com or you can find me on Facebook, Sarah Charlotte Mulligan. I just want to say thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed 
this episode, despite it being so tough and emotional. Um, but I hope it helps you in some way. Uh, make sure to turn your notifications on so you're up to date with my ne- when my next episode comes out. Um, also, feel free to contact me about topics you want covered or to come on my podcast or just to connect. Uh, I am happy to meet new people, inspire people, um, and just to help people in any way I can, even if just listening to my podcast is enough and helps you. So thank you guys, and stay tuned.